Good afternoon and welcome to yet another week of This Can't Be Life podcast. I am your host at K the Rebel. You can find me on Instagram, podcast page is TCBL Podcast, and my personal page is at K the Rebel. Um, for any inquiries that you need to send um, for collaborations, questions, comments, my email address is this can't single letter B. L-Y-F-E at gmail.com. Oh, man. Um, I can't even believe, I guess what's kind of throwing me off is that I'm actually recording an episode, like, on a weekday and in the middle of the day. I'm not really used to doing that, but I was like, you know what? I've got some quiet time at home while working from home, so I'm going to take a lunch break and record me something, something. This week's um, episode, uh, I know I always go about how I was inspired um, because I don't know, lately if I just sit down and I'm going to be like, oh, I want to talk about this, this or that, it just doesn't work for me. So early in the week, I actually listened to the Pretty Authentic Conversation podcast. Shout out to King Rube and King Gino. And that episode is titled Self Love that I listened to and um, it had They posed a question during the episode. I think it could have been King Gino. And the question was, are you comfortable with your flaws or are you constantly working on them? And um, I just wrote it down on a sticky note like, you know what, Um, this is going to be good. I'm going to use this later. I didn't really think I was going to use it for this week's uh, topic. But then late at night, you know, sometimes I scroll on my phone I'm trying to shy away from being on Instagram. So instead, I've been on Pinterest. And I have a lot of boards that kind of pop up on my timeline on Pinterest about self-love and self-care. And then um, there was some um, pen that I saw that was like about like our flaws. And our flaws should also be a part of loving ourselves. And then, you know how you pen one thing and then you just keep going and going. I came across... Um, some pen that said 24 personality flaws that give you depth, meaning make you an interesting person. And I think every time we hear the word flaw, we're always automatically quick to think it's a shortcoming or something negative about somebody. So I was like, let me see what these 24 um, flaws were. So out of the um, 24 flaws, um, I were able to pick out ones that I believed um, applied to me. And I think that my biggest flaws that I guess would would give me depth or make me more interesting or make me who I am and that I'm comfortable with it would be um, arrogance, anger, strong-willed, and then also skepticism. So back to that question that I think it was, again, King Gino asked, like, are you comfortable with your flaws? Or are you constantly working on them? And so um, I thought long and hard about the answer I wanted to provide to that question. And I'm going to say no. I am not constantly working on my flaws. Um, I would be lying if I told anybody that, lying to myself, lying to other people. And, um, you know, I'm a person of honesty and integrity anyway, so that wouldn't fly. I do feel that out of the four flaws that I think give me depth or make me who I am and I'm comfortable in my own skin and who I am, 
the one that I would say that I have worked on, I'm constantly having to work on would be anger. And I think the only reason why I feel like I have to work on that one so much is because it is one of my flaws that has the ability to affect an environment that I'm in, affect relationships. Um, you know, if it escalated, I could possibly get into trouble, legal trouble or something like that. Yeah, really having to channel that and, and, and process it and go through it instead of just lashing out the moment I get upset or the moment that I get angry. And um, what's funny is when I first was looking at that pen and I had to basically choose the four flaws out of the 24 that were on that list, I went back and forth about arrogance. And so then I had to go and like read up about arrogance. So then I think I ended up on lifehack.org and <laughs> it was like 10, 10 like ways to know like if you're arrogant. So yeah, I read the list and I was like, okay, you're definitely arrogant. And even though when we hear of arrogance, we automatically think that someone being arrogant is somebody that's like full of themselves, you know, thinks they're the cat's meow or whatever. But, you know, there could be more layers to arrogance. And out of that list on lifehack.org, um, I know that they say that to be arrogant is one, you go out of your way to be right. And that's absolutely something that I do. The only reason why I go out of my way to be right is because I just can't stand it. When I have to sit there and listen to something or deal with anything that is wrong. Wrong as in, let's just say if it was an equation and somebody's sitting there trying to say it's right. And I know some people could say, just let it go. You know, oh, you're, they're just idiots or this and that. But I'm sorry, it's a trigger for me, which kind of, it coincides with with my other flaw, which is anger. Yeah, I just I just can't uh, sit there and listen to it. Like an example of that would be, um, I think yesterday my grandmother was talking and she's like, oh, you know, yeah, I know this brother or whatever in the mosque and he he's doing so well. He owns um, his own business. And so I'm like, oh, okay, well, what kind of business? So every time I hear that, you know, somebody black owns like a business, I always like to know what are they getting into? You know, maybe I'll want to support them. And so then she's like, he sounds bean pies and barbecue sauce. So I'm like, what? So she's just talking about, yeah, and they say he got this and he's got a house out in Springfield and he's got this. And so I'm just like, okay, he owns a home. All right, cool. All right, so I'm like, but how much money does he really make off of bean pies and barbecue sauce? Like, and I'm sorry, it's not trying to be an asshole, but I just wasn't believing that. Just kind of like, okay, there's no way that if you think about a bunch of people, let's just say in Massachusetts was your demographic, and that is who he's catering to here in the state, I doubt it that people are knocking down doors to buy barbecue sauce and bean pies. I just, I'm not saying that the person was not successful. I just didn't think that this person's making like millions of dollars. But you know, old people exaggerate sometimes. But either way, it was aggravating me because it was not realistic. And I'm sorry. I had to comment on it. I just, I just, I just couldn't. Um, and I'm just big on fact checking a lot of things or just always if somebody tells me something, Okay, maybe I'll trust in it, but I feel like I always need to to, to verify. Um, 
The second thing when they said that you are an arrogant person is if people constantly tell you to give them an opportunity to prove their abilities. Um, I think that with me being super independent, sometimes I do not like help from other people. And the reason why is because I like things to be done a certain way. And even if I mapped out how I wanted somebody to do it, sometimes they just don't do it that way. And I'm sorry, but it aggravates me. Or I like I was absent from work yesterday and there was somebody that worked on one of my cases and I was highly annoyed. Like the way that they worked on it, I just was like, I just don't understand. Like why are you, why did they even assign you to touch my stuff? Like you're just one of the people that I never in passing felt was always that bright. So I just don't even understand why someone would assign you to work on my cases. But yeah, I was annoyed. Um, number three, um, another way showing like my arrogance, I guess, would be like despising the weak. And um, I think I've talked about this in episodes before, and I guess maybe that piece of my arrogance I do work on. I am a person that is very, um, finds admiration and strength. People who like, you know, overcome obstacles, people who get knocked down, uh, 12 times, but they're going to get up every single time. Like, I just, I just, I, I ride for those people like no other. And I just can't help it when sometimes I do see people that obviously don't have that type of strength. But then I've been learning that I cannot pass judgment on them or get mad at them because I don't know their story and I don't know why they don't have the strength that I may possess or other people and so I'm trying to definitely get better about that. And the fourth part of uh, the arrogance was you consider people you don't like as enemies or threats. And um, I guess I'm going to have to agree with that. I wouldn't probably say that it's a threat. I think that one might be a little extreme. But yes, if I don't like someone, um, I don't even really like the term enemy because as far as I'm concerned, I don't really have any. But what I will say is that, yeah, if I don't like you, I just kind of don't really want to fuck with you like that on any level, whether it's minor or it's major. I just don't get the point. I'm not a fan of, um, you know, fake or phony connections or anything that's just not genuine or organic. I'm just not with it. So, yeah, I guess I do. Or, yeah, if I don't like you, you know what, I'll take that back. Maybe you could, you could be a threat. Maybe some things that I know about you. I don't want you in my space or my energy and I need to protect that. So yes, you know what? I, I may have to retract that statement. Then yes, people I don't like, yeah, you are a threat then, I guess, if you have to look at it that way. So yeah, I mean, that those things that I just mentioned, I really wholeheartedly believe those are things that make people dislike me, but I don't really care. I, I just don't. I'm okay with being arrogant because... You know, as I just broke it down, at least I've had a chance to really look at my flaws. And I don't think I'm going to change any of those things. Um, next is um, anger. And, um, of course, anger is like a strong, uncomfortable, hostile response to a perceived provocation, hurt, or threat. A strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. And I think that that second piece of the of the definition is definitely me. Like, I get annoyed and um, I definitely can be hostile sometimes with my, with my approach, approach to things. Um, 
And I guess sometimes, you know, the thing with anger, like if I had to think about like some of my individual therapy sessions that essentially you allowing other people to anger you is causing them to have a certain level of power over you. But for some reason, like I just, I just can't help help it when I'm getting pissed off like it's it's me it's who I am it's what I'm feeling and I'm not gonna dumb it down you know like there's a whole bunch of people that go around talk about how old they're unbothered or whatever and a lot of y'all can hop on that bandwagon and to me it's just all cap all of us get in our feelings about something you're human it's just whether you're willing to admit it or not and I can honestly say that an emotion that I frequent very often is anger it, it just is. And yes, yeah, some people do have that impact on me where I'm just like, okay, you fucking pissing me off. You're fucking annoying, getting on my fucking nerves. Yes, that happens with me, whether it's in the workplace, family, friends, or whatever. That's, that's just me. Like, it is what it is. But again, I think that I'm trying to internalize that instead of making my anger be like external because then it will impact my relationships or how things happen for me, you know, as I navigate through life. And it also becomes too a matter of, you know, maturity. Every time I get upset, I'm not just going to lash out and throw a tantrum. Like that's ridiculous for somebody that's 34 years old and married with kids. So yes, as I stated earlier, like I know that that is a flaw of mine that I I have to kind of keep a lid on that one. Like, yeah, you, you're going to need to make adjustments or whatever when it comes to that. Um, so my um, third flaw, and I know some people are like, oh, well, how is like being strong-willed a flaw? And um, when I was reading that pen about how things give you death, you know, strong-willed people, we're stubborn. We can be dominant. We can be unreasonable. We can be uh, headstrong. And the thing is, is that, you know, why it sometimes is a flaw is because we won't bend to please others, which clearly makes it that you're not someone that's willing to compromise. And then um, you're not going to betray your values. Um, you won't accept opinion as truth and you don't give in to fear. And um, I think the other things they talked about is that you won't stay silent about something and you don't worry about what others think of you. And I mean, that, that is me wholeheartedly. Like every single one of those that they mentioned, that is that is me. And shout out to any other strong world people out here. For one, I'm not going to bend to please others. Absolutely not. I would rather stick out like a sore thumb time and time over than to please somebody. I'm not kissing somebody's ass and I'm not playing along to get along. That I'm just never going to do. I'm sorry. Um not bending or whatever on on their value system now, i'm a pretty tough cookie when it comes to stuff like that like i think some of my biggest values have to do with like you know honesty and integrity and stuff like that or loyalty and no i'm not i'm not bending on those ever um and not ex accepting opinion as truth yeah i think that some people everyone is entitled to form an opinion about me but i just feel like if you don't have any evidence or anything to support your claim or even just not with me personally if you're talking about anything or you're having a discussion with me you i just feel like everything needs to kind of be aligned with each other because if you you don't have it all together i'm probably going to be that person that's going to be like ah, 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 ah. there's no way that you're saying that to me when we all know that that's not what it is. Yeah, I'm one of those people that's gonna, 
basically call somebody out on that. I um, mean, of course, I don't give in to fear. Yeah, usually somebody can threaten me and be like, oh, yeah, well, you weren't going to do this, that, or the other. That is going to turn into, like, a consequence, and I'm okay with that. And, like, I can give an example of that. Like, I recently was in a situation like that at work where, you know, I felt that someone was talking to me with disrespect via email, and I'm sorry, I had taken that from them multiple times and then I had to kind of bark back professionally and then I was told that I needed to give the other party um, an apology and I was like, no, I'm not doing it. And fortunately, that resulted in a consequence for me at work um, and I was okay with that. I was even okay with if they were going to fire me because I'm not apologizing for anything that I'm not sorry for. I'm just not doing it. So, yes, that would make me stubborn. I guess I would be unreasonable and just super headstrong not doing it. Um, and um, I won't stay silent. Not at all. Um, sometimes some people can be like, oh, you know, yeah, this is how I feel about something, but, you know, they want to take the passive approach, like, oh, I'm not going to speak on it because, you know, you could rather some, you could, um, you know, what is the term that they say, you know, like, shake shit up or whatever, or whatever, and I'm the type of person, you know, when they say, if you, you can't take the heat, then get the fuck out the kitchen, I'll turn the shit up a notch, like, we can get harder and harder and harder up in here, like, that's just the type of person I am, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I'm going to go back over there where the temperature's a little bit lower, because I, I can't deal with all that, no, I welcome disagreements, conflicts, or whatever, because I feel like whatever somebody else is, 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 is feeling is just as important as what it is that I'm feeling, and we just need to probably get it all out on the table, I can't stand it when somebody remains silent about something, speak your mind, speak your peace, like, I, I'm sorry, I just, I, I don't know how people can be quiet. And I understand silence is golden sometimes, but I think that that applies. Yeah, if you're going to be nasty and you're going to be rude or your delivery is going to be poor, absolutely, you probably should be quiet and maybe take the high road. But I feel like if you're adult enough that even, or mature enough to have conversations with anybody about anything, that we need to have them instead of doing like petty stuff. Oh, I don't like the way this person said something so I'm not talking to them or I'm gonna ignore them all of that is kind of corny like whatever it is just have the discussion about it you know and then some people could say I don't care to have a discussion about it well if you didn't care about it then you wouldn't react in any way whether it was big or small that's just the way that I look at it and that's because I'm a realist at the end of the day and um my final flaw I guess that would give me depth or I feel that gives me depth um, as far as like my character would be, I guess, skepticism. And I guess that's like a questioning attitude or doubt towards, you know, it could be a certain amount of beliefs or something like that. Um, or that it's a doctrine that true knowledge or knowledge in, in a particular area is uncertain. And yes, Anyone can just get on and say that something is going to be this or they could scroll down social media. Oh, I saw this and this was like this. And somebody might hop all over that shit. Not me. I'll be the first to go research it. And like they said before, you want to hide something from dummies or whatever that quote is, you know, put it in the book because motherfuckers don't like to read. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. I'm not just going to let anybody just tell me that 
something is the way it is without me fact-checking before. And I think that if more people had that approach to situations, that it would decrease the amount of ignorance that we come in contact with on a, you know, a consistent basis. That's just, that's just my personal opinion. Um, yeah, I'm a big time skeptic. Like anytime somebody's talking about something, I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, yeah, even though, but the only thing about it is that I still am at least a little bit classy about it. Even if I'm, you know, a skeptic about what you're saying, I'm not going to go mention it at the moment. I might research it and I'm not even going to tell you that I know what you said was incorrect because I don't have time to do that. Just maybe if you come back around to me again and you want to tell me about that, that is going to be my time to then swipe the rug from un from under you. And then that's usually where situations get a little bit uncomfortable and then somebody ends up not liking me or what I said. And I don't know why people have such a, a, a big problem with being, you know, wrong. As for me, I have been wrong before, but I'm not wrong often. I will say that. And that's only because I just don't, I would prefer not to be wrong. Sometimes, yeah, we can all make mistakes. There is human error. But I just think that when it comes to certain situations that we're talking about, you know, in, in the world or certain discussions that we're having or even with stuff at work or certain policies and procedures that I'm going to really go out my way to make sure and comb through everything and make sure that it's all set maybe before I submit this report. I'm going to do all that and that's because I don't want anyone coming back to tell me that, oh, you did this, oh, you do that because I don't want to have a conversation with people at all. Don't talk to me about nothing. That way I do it right. Nobody has to come back behind me and it, it decreases conflict, discussion, everything. I don't know. I guess like with, be, with me being a Sagittarius, one of the characteristics that almost every website says about Sagittarius is that we are seekers of truth. Like we're always on the quest of like what is real and what is true. And me, I think that I just kind of navigate through life like that with everything. Yeah, and I think it does annoy people. It does, but you know what? The more of the story, the more of this um, of this episode is that, you know, everybody is flawed, you know, and some of your flaws, you don't need to make um, you don't need to feel guilty about them. You know, if you're comfortable with that and those flaws that you have, there is nothing wrong with that. Be who you are ap apologetically, unapologetically. And, um, you know, I think that we don't need to spend so much time always pointing out somebody else's flaws. And that's not something that I really get into because I know that I'm flawed as fuck as well. Um, I just try to make sure though that my flaws are not affecting other people that I come in contact with, that they're just some, it's just something that resonates with me and what I'm doing and all the people around me that like, that fuck with me and love me flawed and all, that's what I focus on as far as people who could probably listen to this episode and be completely turned off by every single thing that I said, I could care less because for the one or two people that my flaws just wouldn't work for them, I have so many other people that actually do love these things about me and, you know, they respect it about me and it is what it is. So, yeah, with that being said, don't beat yourself up. Keep being you, loving you, because self-love is, um, is very important very important and I'm endorsing that as it's being endorsed everywhere now self-love and self-care 
Um, two things before I close out this week's episode. I do want to talk about um, this whole Team Marley and Team Issa thing. And I just would like to say for the record that I am wholeheartedly Team Issa. Um, I really feel like Marley is one of those friends that she kind of wants to... Um, like, say as if you're suffering and she's suffering, it's okay. Or maybe you guys are both, like, Issa's had her personal struggles and so has Molly. But I guess Molly is, things are coming together for her this season. She's doing well, better at her job, we're getting along and fitting in. She's got her new relationship with Andrew. Meanwhile, Issa's love life is in shambles. She's still trying to figure everything out. However, she got that one thing that was keeping her going and was building her up so that she wouldn't break and be and be, be torn. And um, the fact that you even wanted to come in between that at all is just too much. Or getting mad at her because she wanted to establish a connection, you know, I guess as you're saying, behind your back. But the thing is, is that she ha she was connected to your boyfriend even before he became your boyfriend through Nathan. So I just don't understand. And just for you to behave that way at her event, something that was so important to her. I feel like the type of person that or the character that Issa has displayed throughout all the seasons, she, I can honestly bet a month's worth of my pay that she would have never behaved like that at one of... Um, molly's events she wouldn't have and for you to call yourself bar embarrassing her like that and speaking to her like that in front of other people not cool um for any friend to speak to another friend like that that's just complete wrong um there's, a, there's definitely a time and place for everything and you are just way out of pocket and um i think i read somewhere it was commentator demetria lucas and she said that that whole thing was deflection at its finest that she was kind of so more so mad that since she was beefing with Issa and she had vented to Andrew about it. And the fact that Andrew still went and helped her it was kind of like she wanted him to be on some petty shit. Like, oh, yeah, like if I'm if I'm not fucking with Issa right now, you don't need to either. But instead of getting mad at him because their relationship is, you know, progressing, she decided that she just want to take it all out on Issa. And I agree with that. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I don't think Andrew was wrong at all, and I don't think he needs to report to her either. It's not like it was all business. It was not even personal. I don't know. That's just too much. And see, there we go about my flaws, and that's why I'm going to say that Issa is a very nice person because um, Molly would have probably got choked the fuck out talking to me like that at my event. Um, I don't I don't know if I would have been able to keep my composure. And especially because she challenged and got in Molly, I mean, got in Issa's face like she wanted to smoke with her. Like, no, you was treating her like she was your friend or your road dog for years. Like, you was treating her like she was somebody on the street. So if she would have got her head knocked the fuck off, it would have been well-deserved. I mean, that's violence isn't the answer. But I'm sorry. I guess when I'm angry, I, I think violent things. <laughs> I know it's been a couple of weeks since I have given um, a word with Kay, and I would say that this week's word with Kay is going to be that um, happiness um, sometimes is temporary. And 
I only say that because say as if you think of all the great things that can be in your life if you are going to put them in the categories, whether it was your relationship, your friendships, your, your, maybe your parenting, your finances, your career, or whatever it is. Sometimes there is going to be those imbalances. And those situations are going to probably lead to unhappy moments or disappointments or um, whatever. And when you are getting, you know, the short end of the stick or things aren't going well, it's just kind of just a reality that, yeah, we are always going to be up one minute and then you can just easily just feel like you are, you are down. And um, the best thing that you can do is that when you're feeling like something's offset or imbalanced in your life, that, okay, out of those categories I had mentioned earlier, I think it was like six of them. So if four of them are having positive outcomes and only two of them are having negative outcomes, let's just say those two that are having negative outcomes are ones that maybe they're really affecting you. What if it was finances or your relationship or something like that? And, you know, you don't want to, um, you know, it's really putting you in that sunken place or making you, you really got to change the narrative for yourself um, when it comes to that. And you just got to be willing to say that I am having some unhappy moments but that I'm going to get back to 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 happiness. And I just feel like happiness is not one of those things that just plop right in front of you and it's just like, oh, everything's gonna just go so great and go smooth. That That's just not a reality. It isn't. I feel like happiness is just not even something that we're supposed to chase at all times. You know, you just kind of got to let life flow, especially in the world of adulthood. Because, man, it could be rough, you know. And... um. You just got to understand that things um, are going to happen. And majority of them are sometimes out of our, out of our control, especially if you're a, a strong-headed person and you know that you live life righteously and you make the right decisions for the most part and you feel that you're doing what's best for you or your family or whatever's going on, you're doing the best in your career, you are a great uh, friend or whatever, so, yeah, when you just have those down moments, you know, although it's robbing you of your happiness, just make it seem like maybe only the thief in the night, which is the devil, because the devil be busy. It's just only robbing you maybe of a couple of racks, but they're not trying to deplete you of all the other fortunes that you do have or don't allow it to, to, to be like that, you know. Um, it's just It's just one of those things I don't think that we can... We, we can av- can avoid, like, even if you said that, oh, if I had all this money in the world, that's just going to make me happy. Not necessarily. Something else could, could happen that could make you unhappy. Maybe you lose a family member or something like that. So I don't know. But, yeah, that's my word for the week, that, yeah, just happiness is just sometimes um, temporary. I know it's so embarrassing to have my timer going on, but I really didn't want to go over um, 35 minutes for this week's episode. I thank you guys or so much for tuning in this week, and uh, I'm off this.